This episode of The Original is sponsored by The Hub 208, a community space in Idaho Falls focusing on supporting musicians and artists alike. Check out at by Jen Hess and at The Hub 208 on Instagram in the description down below for more details. Also, I'm going to start taking the growth of The Original much more seriously. Please help me out by liking, commenting, and subscribing if you are listening on YouTube. Or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast, please leave a five-star rating and subscribe to the show. Thanks, guys. And we are live. I'm here with Jen Hess. How's it Hi, going? Hi, good. So, can you just tell the people quickly what you do? So I am a photographer in the Idle Falls, Southeast Idaho area. Sorry. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Tristan's just knocking things over. Everything's cool. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I do photography in the Southeast Idaho area and I do social media coaching with an emphasis on musicians and small business. Mm. Um, my corporate background, I was in sales working with small businesses. So I worked for a music wholesaler. And I sold to shops, like mom and pop shops, brick and mortar. You know, the guy that like orders the stuff is the guy that like teaches the guitar lessons, like that kind of thing. So I have a really just longstanding passion for small business, helping people succeed in that. Like, I truly believe this country was just founded on the back of small business. Mm -hmm. It's gotten a little too corporate for my liking, but that's a whole other story. Um, And I'm a musician and I've been a musician my whole life and I just again really have like a, a place in my heart for people trying to make it mm-hmm. in this industry I've worked in the industry for a long time I know it can be pretty brutal so yeah. that's that's what I focus on yeah it's just helping those two kind of and categories that's, that's like the first thing I noticed about you and why I wanted to talk to you is because like your belief in like helping out like artists that are trying to come up or small businesses yeah because that's something I totally relate to and I think it's something we need more of, especially out here, is uplifting everybody. And Yeah. And it's hard, it's right? Hard. It's hard. It's hard if you're, you know, a 20-year-old kid and you're like, hey, I think I have something here, but you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Or maybe you're just not getting that support within your own circle. Not that people aren't supportive of what you're doing, but yeah. there's kind of this extra level that comes to it with working working with somebody that like has that experience yeah definitely. that can kind of like point you in the right direction and help you really hone in on like what your brand looks like mm-hmm. it's something i'm always telling my clients like you are a brand and they're like no i'm a musician and i'm like no yeah. yes you are <laughs> yeah. but you're a brand yeah. your music your vibe your all that stuff like you are a brand it's almost more important than your art nowadays it but... in a way it is yeah. i i think it it just coincides. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just so digital driven. Everything's so social media focused and things like that. It's just something you can't overlook. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, you have to be cognizant of the fact that it can benefit you, even though it can feel very overwhelming. It's a lot. It is a lot. I just, I've been doing this like about two months now and I'm still as lost as when I started. It you is. Know what I mean? It is a lot. It is a lot. So that's what I really love helping. There's nothing more magic than having somebody come in and six months later, two months later, two weeks even, just seeing them start to make the progress and seeing them really get a foothold for what they're doing. I think a lot of us are just 
a little lost for lack of a yeah. of a term, you know, like um, you know what you need to be doing and, and maybe you're even doing it and doing it really well, but you're just not getting like that foothold to really start like covering ground on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where I feel like I come in. Yeah. Um, and and I love just being like in your corner and yeah. rooting for you and just like helping give that push. Um, I have a client that is from South Dakota and lives in Nashville now. This kid has made like tremendous progress in his career. But when I was first working with him, he's like, you really should tell people you're a life coach, not a <laughs> social media coach. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not a life coach, though. We're helping like get your branding yeah, going and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but you just tell it like it is. And when I'm like beating around the bush or dragging my feet or procrastinating something, you're just like right there cheering me on, telling me to get out of my own way, you know, helping me like do those things. So maybe I should change. No, no, I feel like (laughs) I'm calling myself. It just, it goes hand in hand. I feel like that's what we all need. I mean, everybody needs that in a way, like the coaches that are straight up with you and honest with you. Right. You always end up appreciating them more rather than right. You're either coaching it or allowing it. Yes. That's a, a quote I've heard. Yeah. No, that's very true. And <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm kind of a no bullshit kind of person. And just, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, like I will, I'll tell you, I'll be hard on you, but mm-hmm. it's to your benefit, you know? Well, and that's another thing I feel like, like us creators need is somebody that actually takes them serious. Yes. Especially around here. I feel like that's so hard to come by. It is. Or you add... You add structure and you like take the people serious as artists mm-hmm. rather than just that kid making music on SoundCloud yeah. or yeah. making a podcast. Right, right. Because that's something really rare and I feel like it's really rare, especially around here. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. You. I'm Yeah, it's kind of one of those things like, like I said, kind of uh, going back to that, like people are a little bit lost. Like sometimes we don't even know that we're lacking that direction until you have that outside perspective. Um, Definitely. And that's, you know, that's a fun part for me actually to sit down and say, hey, you're not doing as bad as you maybe think you are. We're like, we're so hard on ourselves, you know, yeah. we're so self-critical. And it's like most people that come and do a consult with me, they're they're headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They just need some structure. They need some guidance. I mean, let's be honest. Musicians are not known for being the most rigorous with like yeah. our time and our schedules. We get these creative uh, juices going and we're kind of you know, maybe off like a little bit in left field sometimes. And um, it's always fun to kind of help people bring them back a little bit, kind of give them that structure that maybe Mm -hmm. they're lacking. Um, You know, I'm much older than a lot of the kids (laughs) I work with. Like, um, you know, I have a kid in high school. So, you know, I'm also sometimes like a older sibling figure or you know I like to be like the cool aunt or something (laughs) that's how I kind of think of myself like you know just somebody that you can look up to and kind of have like that mentorship with that you know again I'm rooting for you the whole way but I'm gonna be tough yeah um and I think you show people that you can chase what you want to do you're like living proof of that like yeah people that come in here every day they see she's doing what she wanted to do yeah and making it a career yeah yeah i mean i'm trying um <laughs> it's a you know that's the thing too i don't have this like totally in the bag yet myself um i left the corporate world about oh i'm coming up on a year i think i'm at nine months right now mm-hmm. and um for the first three months i did nothing like i was like fuck it i've worked like 
this crazy like 40 50 hour job for you know 20 years and i kind of took a sabbatical and uh that's like such a fancy word for like doing nothing but (laughs) that's really that's what i did and i tried to really like figure out like what do i want this to look like what do i really want to like focus on and stuff Mm -hmm. um and i could certainly sit here and say oh i'm living the dream like everything's great like shit's hard still you Mm -hmm. know i'm building a clientele up i'm um, you know, working on this space, we're sitting here right now in the hub 208, going to give a shout out to shout our out. <laughs> shout out to our space and our crew. Um, you know, when I was approached to come and rent space here and kind of help grow this vision for the community, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we just, we don't know what we're doing either sometimes, you know, but we're right. just like, we're putting the work in, we're figuring it out. And, um, really I am living the dream in the regard that like I get to wake up every day and do what I want to do. Um, and that does not mean that it's easy. It doesn't even mean that it's fun sometimes. Like it is straight up hard work, but it is, it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, you could be doing hard work that you don't enjoy. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, that's, I wanted to kind of dive into the hub 208. (laughs) Yeah. Was it your vision or did somebody come to you? Just can you just give us a brief? Yeah, absolutely. Or take as much time as you need. Yeah, no, you're good. So, um, so what happened is that in the summer of 2018, I started a open mic group at a local coffee shop, and I thought it would just be kind of like a fun summer project. I felt like I was really in this like creative rut. I kind of had one of those like, I don't know, epiphany sort of moments. Just kind of woke up one day. I'd had this dream. Um, like a a literal dream that I was hosting these music nights and it was like, oh, that was weird. I haven't thought about that in, in just years at this point, but I kind of had this moment where I, I just had this strong memory of being in high school. I'm like 16 years old probably. And I wanted nothing more than to play music in a public setting, Mm -hmm. but I can't go to a bar. I can't, you know, there's nowhere for me to play. And so I really set out on this mission just spur of the moment, like I need to provide a space for musicians of all ages to be able to hone their talents. So I went on the hunt for a venue. The second place I called said, oh my gosh, we've been wanting to have music. What do you need from us? And I, it was like space. We need space. We just need someplace that's chill and open to doing this. I was very adamant that it not be like a bar or somewhere where we'd be restricted by age. Yeah. So this coffee shop was a great, great spot. And we were there every other week um, until, you know, the end of summer. And we kind of thought that it would just be this short little thing. And when it came down to it, we were out selling their wine tasting nights, their beer events, like anything else they had tried. Open mic night was, was just kind of like taking the cake on all of it. And they asked if I would keep doing it. And I was thrilled. I was really excited. Like I didn't expect that, but it was really good. And so we just kept, we kept going. And, um, unfortunately with the pandemic and everything that kind of shut down the coffee shop and obviously the world. And um, I guess the shorter version of that is that James and David from Servant's Heart, which was um, just a little venue at the time, they approached me and said, hey, we know you've done this open mic thing in the past. We're really struggling with our open mic night. We don't have as good attendance as we want. Will you kind of bring your people? Like we have the space, but you have the crew. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of how stuff kicked off. 
So I had, uh, you know, told them that, hey, I'm planning to quit my job in a couple months. I kind of got to get that out of the way and <laughs> see what this looks like. And so we started Open Mic over um, at the heart, as it's now called. They've done a little bit of rebranding. Um, so that's kind of how stuff like took off there. And then James just approached me a couple months into that and said, hey, we have a really cool opportunity to rent this space around the corner. Yeah. Um, it's going to be more like studios and offices. He brought me in, gave me a little tour, and I was instantly just in love with the space. Um, and you guys have to come check it out. We are really trying to like build like a cool, really yeah. chill, inclusive space here. Um, you know, I just I could really like feel the vision for the space for what we wanted to kind of accomplish in the community with it and stuff. Mm. So it's kind of been this like ebb and flow and growing thing. We're actually pretty far from where we started initially yeah. in August. We thought it would just be a handful of people and we've got six tenants. Everybody is somehow in the music vein, which is really, really cool. We've got uh, two producers, two full like recording studios, you know, myself doing photography and coaching. And then um, most of our tenants are just musicians that wanted a space to just mm -hmm. do what they were doing. Yeah. Um, which has been really, really cool. And just a really neat progression of, okay, we're going to have a space for ourselves. And, and then kind of having that shift of, we're going to open it up to other creatives. Yeah. Um, that's something that Idaho Falls is needed. Yes. Yes. Needed so bad. And Absolutely. I mean, I've said it in probably every episode, so anybody, everybody listening, <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's always been almost like a divide in Idaho Falls. Like, you never see anybody collaborating. Right. It's like, right. I fuck with my friends and that's it. And, and it's think, clicky, right? Yeah. Like, it is. It's very, it feels exclusive at times. Um and, you know, I've never lived anywhere else. I am born and raised, um, and I love this community in this area. But we have some downfalls, and I'm sure every community and culture does, but um, it's something that we've really, really needed. Yeah. And, um, again, we started with just a handful of us in here, and now every single room is full. We're looking to bring in some teachers, um, kind of, like, expand that out. We opened a cool little shop space that's just right across from us here. I can kind of see it. Um, that has local artists. So, like, there's a guy that does digital renderings, paintings, like that kind of so thing. So you're saying a shop is in, like, a separate building from this? So, so it's actually it. right here. You probably just haven't seen it yet I'm when not. you've been in here. So when we're done, we'll have to go take a peek. So we've got a little music corner that is hosted by um, myself and my husband. We fronted the money for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that provide stuff for you know our tenants that need musical items but also like oh, our shit. students and stuff mm -hmm. and then right now we have two artists in there that are both local that are selling like artwork mm -hmm. and then we have a tie-dye artist um we found somebody local that does all this tie-dye stuff like by hand out of like their living room and kitchen yeah. and stuff like that we have some t-shirts that they had made and just approached them and said hey you know, you want to come sell some of your stuff in our shop. So yeah. that is like my newest idea. Um, James will vouch for this. He's the, the biz partner over here that I am frequently like 9 a.m. in the morning, like texting him like I had an idea. And he's <laughs> like, oh, my God, of course you did. What do you want to do now? So the shop was one of those things. I just woke up and I went, you know, what would be cool is if we could add in some artists to the mix because we've been so musician focused. Yeah. Um, so 
that's kind of what that's doing. We've got a couple um, additional artists that will be coming in in the next month. We're really focusing on local or at least regional people yeah. um, and just trying to kind of like diversify that and stuff. Yeah. So um, and right now that's just open like before and after our events that we're doing. Eventually we would like to have actual like you can come in any day of the week type of a thing. Yeah. That's kind of the goal. So yeah. well, that's awesome. That's something like. Uh, Justice and a couple other friends have been I've been talking to them about there's like a creative shift creative movement that's kind of taking place yes yes and you guys are clearly a big part of that yeah I I hope so yes you're welcome I appreciate that recognition I mean I don't want to sound boastful about it but that's the goal right like that's the goal to be I mean that's kind of what we hope the name invokes like the hub Mm. like we want to be that central spot where people are collaborating and coming together. We want to have hopefully people reaching out saying, I'm looking for a musician, you know, I'm a restaurant owner maybe, and I need a band to come and play a thing or, yeah, Yeah. you know, we want to really like be the go-to spot. Um, And, and more than that, be almost like a one-stop shop for a musician. So again, I'm 17 years old. I'm writing songs in my bedroom you could come in and record an album, have all your photography taken, get your social media in line, you know, um, collab with other musicians in our space. Like we really want that to just be, we want to be the go-to, you know, let's be honest. Like even if it is a little boastful, we really, we want to be the go-to in the area. We want to be the spot. That's definitely the direction you're heading. Yes. And I think what's only going to happen is, is more and more people get involved there's going to be people from the outside coming in more and more. Yes. And with you guys really being the only place in town doing this at the moment, yeah, you're definitely yeah. on track to do that. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a great job. I really do. Thank yeah. you. I'm sure it's hard to see sometimes, but I'm sure you've yeah. come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we had a songwriter group um, last Tuesday, and that was our first one. And it was a little bit like... Like everything is trial and error, right? Like you what, have an idea. What do you mean by that? like what? Um, I'll explain. Okay. So just just my my initial point being that like you never know if something's really gonna work, and I'm a big proponent for just trying it. Yeah. Right. Just trial and error. just do yeah. it and see what happens. So we hosted a songwriter night. So um, it was an uh, a very small like we limited it to ten people. You had to be on the guest list type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we try to keep everything free so far. We've been really successful in that. But it was basically like, are you a songwriter that is needing some help with something? Are you wanting to get into songwriting? Like, mm-hmm. it was pretty open-ended. Like kind of yeah. yeah. So we ended up with, um, I think, 12 people, if you counted, like, our crew that were here to help facilitate. And uh, broke out into, you know, kind of small groups that was like, Raise your hand if you have lyrics but no music. And there were a couple people. Okay, what if you have music but no lyrics? Okay, cool. The guy with the music needs to hook up with the guy with the lyrics, you know. So we are trying to, in essence, like play matchmaker a little bit, you know. And I'd done some, like, uh, homework beforehand, kind of, like, chatting with people. Like, tell me what you're hoping to accomplish with this. We really wanted it to be successful. Not just like a come and hang out, but like, 
we wanted people to leave that night and felt like they had made progress. Yeah. Um, so I sat down with Bradford Huntsman, um, phenomenal local musician, one of my favorite people who I came to know through open mics back at the coffee shop. He's part of what I call the OG open mic <laughs> crew. Um, really, really just like, just not only a talented musician, but just like a hell of a guy, like just, you know, down to earth could not be any nicer. Um, but he kind of said when we were all, grouped up at the beginning, like, I have this song that I wrote a long time ago, but I want to come back to it, but I'm struggling with the lyrics. I can write lyrics all day long, but I really struggle with music. That's always been hard yeah. for me. So I selfishly said, okay, Brad, I have my eye on you. I want to work with you tonight. Let's see if we can figure this out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started splitting off into groups and we sat down with him and he wrote out kind of what he had and we agreed it was kind of cheesy and he'd written it, you know, like 15 years ago. It was this really sweet song about his dad, but yeah. it wasn't really on par with the stuff he's putting out now. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a super cool process. We went through the verses and like, what's a different word we could use here? This feels redundant. Maybe we take this out. Like, are you going to have a bridge? You know, the chorus was just super cheesy um <laughs> and he'll admit to that he, yeah. he was the one that was like oh my gosh i'm embarrassed about this um but it was just cool it was really fun so when he left we had some new ideas fleshed out we had some stuff that he was gonna take home and kind of work on on his own and uh you know see if he could kind of make it a more complete piece kind of bring it up to I guess like his current standards, as you would say. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of people down the hallway that night that they'd never met. And it was like, um, okay, I have some cool lyrics, but again, I need music for it. And by the time they left, they had actually like recorded a demo and they were like laying stuff down. Um, there was another couple of people that um, they were like, okay, I guess we just started a band. <laughs> like there was this really sweet girl that came in and she said, I have all these lyrics and melodies, but I don't really know what to do with them. And yeah. by the time she left, there were like three or four people like, okay, I guess we're like, we're in a band. So, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, it, was really, awesome. it really was. It was so like, I was just on such a high. I couldn't even fall asleep that night. I was so just thrilled with how well it went you know and again for just hey let's try this and see what happens like it could not have gone better That's what it, sounds um, like. it was yeah. amazing so we will definitely be doing those again yeah. um we've got one scheduled already for march um we do our open mic twice a month which is always cool it's a fun way for people to come and workshop songs try stuff out meet other musicians you know um it's very very chill like we don't have a lot of structure to that which i've been really adamant about i don't want people to feel like this is a so performance or you know because yeah. people get nervous with that you know Big so time. we're we're just friends we're hanging out you're playing your song i mean i have never had anybody show up that wasn't talented but i know that sometimes those people feel like they're not talented like i've yeah. had people say i can't believe everybody clapped and i'm like uh -huh. oh my gosh what else would we do yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're here we're rooting for you we're so excited that you we're brave enough to play for us. I yeah. mean, that's hard, right? Yeah. Like, and it's it's cute sometimes because people will get up there and they'll have been to open mic for months on end and they, you know, they go, oh, I'm so nervous. And and I, you know, it's sweet, but it's like, oh, don't, don't be nervous. We're the yeah. nicest people ever. Like, yeah. we're just here this to have a good time. A super supportive community. Yeah. And like I've said, that's what 
most of us need right now. Yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. has uh, with those open mics, have you felt any growth? Oh. For the hub, like new people that you've never met come in. Yeah, and at least to... not quite as much as we would have liked. And it's a catch-22 because it is a little bit of a small space. Yeah, you so, just So, yeah, we just do it in our lobby. So um, just this Tuesday, it was pretty full. It was probably one of the most full nights we'd have. Um, we did have two new people. But it has actually gotten a little bit to the point that it's like, I don't know how many new people we can have show up because yeah. – we're going to, like, be out of space. We had chairs, like, in the hallway and stuff. <laughs> um, but that being said, we're never going to turn anybody away. Yeah. We will find the room. We are always happy to have new people. And we do get a lot of repeats. But the cool thing about that is that you get to see people grow. Yeah. You get to. Exponential. Oh, it's amazing. You get to see people really progress and find their sound. You know, you'll have a young kid walk in that, um you know, oh, hey, I kind of wrote this song and I, you know, I don't know if it's very good. And you'll always have somebody from the back, just play your song. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. there's no judgment here. We have, um, actually, I'm going to pick on her a little bit. So I'll have to tell her to listen to this. But Madeline McCall is a local high school student. And she came to an open mic back at the coffee shop, but kind of towards the end of things. So I think she only came maybe two or three times. Mm -hmm. Um and we were just blown away by her. I mean, just this really, really sweet, talented girl who's writing her own stuff. She works with a local teacher who helps with her writing and stuff. She's a pretty advanced player. She now has beginning students of her own and stuff like that. So it's it's almost, again, like I want to be that cool aunt to everybody. She definitely falls into that category because she came a couple months ago and I was just extra blown away. I've always been blown away by her talent, but I was so just, you have this feeling of pride and I didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> I didn't help her to like practice those skills or whatever. I'm not yeah. the teacher, but I did definitely have just this overwhelming feeling of, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. this girl was so good the first time I saw her, but she is 10 times better mm -hmm. than she was that first time. And to just see, like, her maturing and just, again, growing into her own sound, gaining more confidence, yeah. you know, to to see her sing out and, and have that body language be bigger and bolder yeah. than that first time she came to the coffee shop and she had her head down yeah. and she was kind of <laughs> timid and, and she was still so good. And there were a lot of people that night like, wow, I can't believe that little tiny girl had that big voice, but now she's fully stepped into it mm -hmm. and it just I mean it almost like makes me emotional <laughs> to just see that progression with people and that's just one example I mean we have seen that over and over and over again yeah well you said you had nothing to do with it but I feel I keep using the word community but everybody that creates understands they're going through the same thoughts in their sure. head so sure I would I would probably feel the same way and I've never yeah. been better because I was like yeah. I know what it takes to get up there. Yes. Be comfortable in your own skin and all right? that. Right? And it's hard. It's very hard. It's hard, you know, like anybody that has the guts to come to an open mic. I yeah. mean, just the fact that you even fucking walked in the door. It's like gold star. Yeah. Kudos. Like, I completely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> it is because it is hard. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's hard to, um, to, I mean, really to just walk in the door. I think that that's kind of. That's, That's the, the hardest, hardest part, part yeah. right? Like you actually got out of your car and walked in the building and put your name on the list. Like yeah. 
that's the hard part. And the rest of it, I hope, I hope for the people that come and participate, I hope it's just fun. Yeah. I hope they leave and just feel like, oh, I want to do that again. I, I would attribute that to a lot of why we have such a solid group of repeats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, again, I'm going to pick on Brad, but, you know, he, he books gigs locally all the time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really need to workshop songs at an open mic, yeah. but he comes because he likes it. Yeah. And we are thrilled to have him, yeah. you know, um, and to have his kind of expertise for some of the younger kids. I think it's important too for them to see that um, this can be like a lifelong thing Mm -hmm. to see somebody who's grown up and has children and, you know, that kind of a thing that started music back when, you know, at that same age in high school and stuff. Um, I think everybody kind of has a role to play in that community aspect of like, you know, helping this younger generation and stuff. Um, but also helping the ones that are, we're the same age, you know, helping our peers and stuff like that. Like that's all equally important. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's anything negative that could come from it. No, like I agree. You're either getting better, you're growing confidence, you're working with somebody who can help you out. Like mm-hmm. it's just a good thing. And the more and more you talk about it, the more I believe like you guys are heading in the right, <laughs> the right direction. Good, yeah. good. We are, it's exciting. we're really trying. Um, I'll, so you were talking about quitting your job. Kind of want to get back to that. Yeah. Was this, did you quit your job with this in mind or? A little bit. That's such like a funny question because I pretty much got to the point as much as I, this is what's hard is that I left a job that I really enjoyed. Um, I was working with, like I said, mom and pop shop, small business, and I had a set territory So I wasn't cold calling. I wasn't trying to get to know new people. I was working with the guy in Canby, Oregon, that he opened his shop and six months later, his first child was born. And now this child was like 12. Um, And I talked to this guy every single week, you know, and I like know the names of his kids and different things like that. And so it was incredibly hard to leave. Um, My customers was the big thing. Like that was, it's, it's what kept me there for such a long time, even though I really had a dream of branching off on my own and starting my own thing. Um, And really what it came down to was it was just like, okay, we've been through this pandemic. I've been working at home. Let's say I've had a little bit of a taste for like this cushy, (laughs) like like just a different work environment. It, It kind of gave me, I think, more a viewpoint into like what a job could look like. Um, And obviously, you know, the lockdown shifted so much of that for people. A lot of people transitioned to working at home. Um, But it just, it really made me realize that um, the things I thought were not possible, that I wasn't maybe cut out to like have my own business. It just, it just didn't feel like as big a reach as it had in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it was still not an easy decision. I was paid very well. Um, and I really, I really genuinely love my customers. I mean, I still have these weird things like Friday afternoon at two o'clock. It's almost like this weird muscle memory that I need to like call Debbie in Spokane, Washington and be like, Hey, did you want to order? Yeah. <laughs> like, Because I did, I mean, I did it for years. I was there for over 15 years. So, um, it, you know, it was really hard and I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that. 
like I said, what I thought was not possible just suddenly felt a lot more attainable. Mm-hmm. I think it really helped that my husband had left the corporate banking world several years before this, and he was having a lot of success. Um, he's been teaching music, and it's been a very solid source of income, and he's grown that business to the point that you know we have a waiting list to awesome. um, get in with him. It is awesome. Yeah. It's very, very cool, but... You know, it always felt like he could do that because I had the stability of a corporate job. Yeah. So what did it look like if we are both self-employed? It's, yeah. it's huge. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but it's been worth it, yeah. you know. Um, it has been. And again, I took... I took a sabbatical. I really do love that word. It just sounds so bougie. Like, oh, I, you know, went on this big vacation. Yeah, right. I really do. Um, You know, the thing is, I knew that I wanted to work with musicians. I knew I wanted to, like, keep things local, that I wanted to keep building community. But I really didn't have a plan. Um, I set an end date like this. No matter what happens, this is going to be my last day of work. And I'm just going to figure it out. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Um, a little tiny bit of backstory is that I attended a workshop, um, the year after I started open mic. So that would have been springtime of like 2019. I attended a workshop hosted by a local business owner who kind of has my same sort of story, like leaving a corporate job, starting her own thing in the basement of her house that had grown into this much bigger thing, having to hire employees, all this stuff. So I took this business workshop from her. Um, I think mostly like in hindsight, just seeking inspiration. Mm-hmm. How did she do this type of a thing? Yeah. Is it something that is really attainable or did she have a big startup fund? You know, like how just, I had so many questions. So I took this workshop and she talked a lot about not doing things from a place of fear but doing things from a place of prosperity and of all the things I learned in that like four week uh, class, that was the thing that stuck with me the most. And on our very last day of class, she had actually printed these really cool posters um, that said, do the thing that scares you. So I took that home and I hung it up above my bed and I looked at that every single morning from the spring of 2019 until I quit my job last year. And on my very last day of work, I got out of bed, I turned around, that's hanging above, you know, the headboard. And I thought, holy fucking shit. Like, I'm doing the thing that scares me. I can't, I cannot believe that I'm doing this. Like, and then I just thought, this better work. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this better pay off that I did the thing that scares me. Um, And I still have not taken that poster down. It is still like a huge source of inspiration. It really, as cheesy as it sounds, it really just motivates me. That stuff works. It does. It just, it motivates me to just, I think it's almost like become a mantra of sorts. It's Mm -hmm. definitely a personal reminder that like, um, you mentioned this when I asked you how you got started with your podcast. You wanted to be out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's some, you know, weird probably Instagram quote out there that um, outside of your comfort zone is where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. I believe that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and living proof of it, if nothing else, that being where you're not comfy is where you're going to have the most amount of growth. Oh, 100%. Um, 
So it's just, like I said, it's kind of become a mantra. Yeah. Um, I really probably should send this lady a nice card or something and <laughs> thank her for yes, <laughs> thank her for giving me the inspiration that yeah. you know I think that was just kind of like the final push and even though you know it was a couple years after taking the workshop it's just something that never left my mind mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's something that I tell my clients you know like oh that just that seems so daunting yeah that's because that's what you need to do yeah. Um, you know, we need to take those big steps. Um, and ask any small business owner, they did not get where they were by playing it safe. Yeah. You know, um, even people that now own corporations that started as a small business, like yeah. they got the same story. Yeah. Yeah. Really. There's, there's very little variance really in talking to somebody. There's always, you know, you might have like a, a different moment, like that aha of like, Oh, this is what I need to do. But everybody has that thing that they just went, I just did it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. And it's always, I was one day away from quitting. Yes. One more chance. Everybody called me crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a lot of stuff that people have a hard time it is. over. So. It is. I think, too, like um, you kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in like a critical or an exclusive way, but I do think it's kind of true. I think some people never get past that point of being afraid. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, that's like the biggest difference between success and not. Yeah. Is that you have to, uh, you have to move through it. You can't go around it. You can't climb over it. Like you have to sit in the discomfort yeah. to be able to like have that progression and stuff. And my... I've always kind of believed in like, I would rather uh, try and fail yes. than I can live with failure. I can't live with not knowing yes. or what ifs. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. And then you hear them talking about like, if only I, I wish I would have done this. Yes. Yada, yada. Yes. Like, I mean, shoot, if I, if this never, I mean, I never started this with the intention of being big. But right. I mean, if it doesn't get any bigger than it is now, I'm still going to look back and appreciate of and course. I'm so happy I got the balls to actually do that. Yes. To say I'm done worrying yes. about everybody else. Yes. Well, and there's like just a sort of pride too, right? And just knowing like I did it. Yeah. Like I did. I I didn't just talk about it. I took action and I did the thing. Um, this probably sounds a little backwards to some, but really my thought was if it doesn't work, there are plenty of corporate jobs out there. 100%. I've had now, the exact same thought. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't in any way, I have a zero intention of ever going back to the corporate world, but yeah. that was almost like this, like, you know what? People leave corporate jobs for other jobs that don't work out. Like, there's so many different things that could happen, and it's like, I can go be a preschool teacher if I need to. I could go back to sales. I could, yeah. you know, there are tons of things that I could do. It's not going anywhere. That yeah. exactly, or I could just do this thing that terrifies me, and maybe it'll be the best thing I've ever yeah. done. So yeah, even if it doesn't work out, you'll come out stronger. And better. Yes, yes. So, what is the new thing that you're scared of? <laughs> there's got to be something, right? There, yeah, there's always something. <laughs> so right now, I would say the thing is that you know trying to build up clientele, um, and there's a lot of. Uh, turnover, I guess you would say, with the people that I work with, because as they get that foothold and get a grasp on social media and how to brand better and stuff, they outgrow me, which is a goal. And I will tell people that up front. But the current fear is that there's not going to be new people coming in. Like I'm going to run out of people needing my help. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for a fact that is all in my own head because I'm meeting people every day that are saying, oh, I'm really struggling with that. Yeah. Um, it is just, it's hard to convince them though to do the scary thing because yeah. working with a coach is a little overwhelming. And sometimes people feel like, oh, I can't afford that cost. Um, and that's always going to be a challenge, I think, with small business when you're service oriented. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Some people can afford you and some can't. And the ones that you're supposed to work with, I think they come to you mm-hmm. and it works out. But that is definitely the current fear is that like I've got to keep having, I have to have continual clientele yeah. or I am going to end back up at that yeah. corporate job or whatever. So Well, as this community continues to grow and be successful, I don't feel like that's going to be an issue. I feel like it's only word of mouth and all that. Yes, that's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> and things like this, getting to sit and talk with people, I will do interviews all day long in the yeah. hopes that somebody is, I guess, inspired, you know, yeah. and, and hears something I've said and goes, oh, that makes sense. I could do that, you know. That was 100%. That's another, like, to get out of my comfort zone and then to also, if I hear that, I inspired somebody to, yes. dude, I heard this. And then I was like, he did this. I'm going to go make my podcast or I'm going to go make yeah. a song. Yeah. That was like my goal. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I mean, and I really do mean that. I want all of my clients to outgrow me. I want mm-hmm. them to become so big and successful that they don't need me to be coaching them. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's the ideal, like, yeah. that's the ideal situation. That's a mature um, mindset too. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Like I just, you know, I really am catering to musicians. Um, but I want people to be having that much growth that they don't mm-hmm. need me. Um, to me, that means job well done, like at the yeah. highest level, 100%. Yeah. highest level. So, um, so with yeah. being a social media coach, what, exactly does that entail like what's your job description yeah so essentially when people come in and you probably know this like you're doing social media you're starting this podcast and stuff like people come in and they go okay i've been posting but it's not working people aren't listening to my stuff i'm not getting engagement so um you know i use the word coaching and honestly i don't know if that's correct or not but it just seemed the thing that fit the best. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching you how to use your time more wisely. Mm-hmm. A lot of us spend a huge amount of time on social media. And in a way, we're like spinning our wheels. Mm-hmm. So I really focus on um, getting a clear voice for your brand, making sure you know what that is. Some people just don't. They don't know yeah. or they've had like a personal Instagram, for example, and now they're wanting to transition it into like, hey, I'm a musician and listen to my stuff. But mm-hmm. people are kind of like, what the heck? I this thought, I I thought you were just like this. Yeah, I, I did. like what's happening. So, you know, we would just we work on things like that, like making sure that you have like a clear voice going and that, um, you know, you're consistent in your messaging and like things like that. Um, I'm also a huge advocate for working smarter, not harder. So we work a lot on having media content built up. So you're not scrambling to figure out what to post. Uh, We use a scheduling software. I'm adamant about all of that with my clients. Like every client gets put on a scheduling software. You know, we sent right captions in a very concise amount of time so that then you don't have to touch it for a little while. And um, that's awesome. It's kind of running behind the scenes for you. That's that's how I feel. I mean, it's a free service. Social media is not unless you're choosing to pay for ads or whatever, which I have very, very rarely done. 
um, it can really, it can be a huge benefit, but yeah. it is just very overwhelming. Um, and a lot of people, I think, just feel like they're not good at it. And I think that's like a story they tell themselves. And so, again, I'm just here coaching and helping to, in a way, kind of like give that encouragement, like, hey, you got this, you're doing it. You just, you need that structure, you need that yeah. guidance. Um, and then again, they're walking away and my job's done and then I'm ready to work with somebody else. Yeah, so well, we might have to have a meeting after this podcast. <laughs> we definitely like, the more should. The you talk about, the more I'm like, shit, this is We definitely this is exactly should. I feel like um, I'm a little bit of a double whammy too because – um, you can hire someone to like help with your social media and stuff, but a lot of times they're going to send you to somebody to gather all that media. Well, I'm also a photographer, so That's I can provide your media library for you. We can do business shots and headshots and, you know, get all of that collateral built up and then I'll teach you how to post it and write captions and do it. I think that's something I have that is an advantage over other people. I mean, they're everywhere. If you look at the hashtag, like, social media coach, like, it's insane. It's, like, yeah. millions of posts. And I think a lot of people feel like, oh, I've been doing this. Like, Instagram has been around for a long time, you know. So mm -hmm. people my age think, like, oh, I've been doing Instagram since it came out. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. I can help you. I'm not saying that they can't. I think I just have, like, a little bit of a specialty in how I do it and why I'm doing it. Um, and again, have that double whammy of yeah. we can take all the photos ourselves. You're not having this huge extra cost to go work with yeah. a photographer and stuff and also like that. With you, with you being local, we're able to come and sit down. Yes. Have the face to face actually. Yep. Yep. No, there's no bullshit. Yes. Side. Yes, absolutely. And I have had clients that live like out of state and stuff and that's fine. Um, you know, you can do phone calls and Zoom and stuff like that. But I love having somebody in my office space, face-to-face. Mm -hmm. -face. Hey, we're going to sit down and work on captions, but then we're going to jump outside and take photos today. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get those uploaded and ready to go and stuff like that. Um, and I really try to push my clients to do, like, monthly plans where they're in here every week mm -hmm. to make sure that they're just really on top of it. Um, cause that's really the key. Like it is not as hard as we think it is. You just have to be really consistent yeah. and kind of like set aside that time. Yeah. So, well, that's seriously amazing. What you're doing is thank awesome. Thank you. This thank you. town needs it. All of us need it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, as far as the hub 208, what is your, can we get a description of your position with? Yeah. So, um, I think we call me the office manager. I'm not really <laughs> sure, actually. That's kind of like, I think uh, James kind of uses that term. So really uh, how I view it myself is that I'm, I like facilitator better. I think that, you know, it just sounds fancy, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I'm just helping to like coordinate those events, um, you know, organize the shop space, work with the artists. I kind of onboard all of our tenants, mm -hmm. um, make sure they have what they need and stuff. So really office manager probably does okay. fit. But ideally the goal is to have James and I be more just business partners and kind of have the hub running like on its own. Um, we're not anybody's boss here. Everybody is an independent contractor. You're renting yeah. space from us, but we are here to support you. Yeah. So if somebody pops in and they're like, Hey, I'm working on a website, but does this sound good? Does this look good? Like, Hey, let's look like, let's yeah. look at it. Yeah. Any way that 
the hub can help our tenants, like we are here for that. I mean, both sides benefit um, from that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And there's some cool collaboration that's just happened really naturally of just like, yeah. I mean, I'll be sitting here on a Friday night working and hear the guys down the hallway like, yo, does somebody want to come and like yeah. spit on this track real fast? <laughs> like, you know, are there, like, are there any girls down there? I need like a female vocalist or something, you know? So, um, yeah, there's definitely been like, a lot of collaboration between people. It's just, it's really cool to like be part of that. My office is right up here at the front. So I get to kind of witness like everybody coming and going and, yeah. you know, bringing people into their space. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's my official title. I don't this know. is for real an amazing thing. Like, Thank I mean, you. I had a good sense of what it was, but actually being able to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me to do this. This well, is just thank you for having me. <laughs> such a fun thing. Yeah. I love it. I have like two or three questions. Yeah. We wrap every yes. episode up with. Okay. My first is who is a, a, per, a person, both professional and personal, that had the biggest impact on you? Oh my gosh. That was such Either a good question. Either growing up or just right now or. Oh, you should have given me these ahead of time so I could have thought about <laughs> this. Um, so I think I will have to professionally um I think I kind of have to go back to the gal that taught that local workshop that's um, what I would guess honestly. yeah her her name's China Hansen um she runs the little mama shirt shop what's funny is that she is not doing anything that is like what I'm doing you know what I yeah. mean like I'm not like oh I'm gonna sell apparel there seems to be like good money in that or whatever um I just, taking that workshop from her, I was just really almost, like, enthralled by how small she would started. Like, in her basement guest room, you know, just mm -hmm. doing this little thing. Um, and she just really, like, she has her shit together. Let's be honest. Like, she's just. <laughs> she wasn't always that way. She it. wasn't. Yeah. And I'm sure she would tell you that, too. But, you know, at that point, taking that workshop from her, she was having a lot of success. And, uh, sorry guys, the heat just kicked on. So hopefully that's not like too weird, but, um, yeah. So that is just somebody that, you know, I really thought like if she can do that in little tiny Southeast Idaho, I mean, they're like building their own warehouse in the next year. Like they purchased land. They have, I am guessing a dozen or more employees. Um, they try to really employ like stay-at-home moms and stuff like that. I just, I definitely, like, admire what she's doing. Um, and it's just, it's just cool to see. Like, in my head, for some reason, like, we're in such a small area. Like, sometimes it's, like, weird to be like, oh, wait, you're from Idaho Falls? Yeah. Like, you're in Idaho Falls? Like, it seems, like, so rural and disconnected sometimes. So I just found it really inspiring that she is selling all over the place um has this huge huge following people just love what she's doing and she just really has honed in a lot on like her own community um and she would talk about that a lot so i found that really inspiring um on a more personal level um i have a couple people in my life going all the way back to childhood um we had an adopted grandmother that lived next door to us when i was a kid we called her Nana. I didn't realize for a long time that she wasn't actually my Nana, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of like one of those funny childhood things like, wait, you're not actually my grandma? Like, yeah. why do we call you Nana? Um, but she grew up, you know, at the end of the Depression, and she was the youngest of, like, 
11 children and um, she became a gourmet chef in her um, early 20s and she was like a can-can dancer at one point and she just had the best stories and I think like I've never really thought about it in this capacity until you asked like such a good question but um, I think she really like gave me an idea that like I could do what I wanted to do you know and she still kind of lived like that nuclear family um, ideal of like being a mom at home and raising children and stuff like that. But then she tells these stories about being a showgirl. And it was, like, so, like, you did what? Like, um, and the Bonneville Hotel, which is still a property here, but it's been renovated recently and stuff. Um, It was, like, such a dive for a long time. I mean, when I was a kid, it looked so dilapidated and stuff. But in her heyday, that was, like, that was like their premier spot and she was a stage performer and she used to teach us these old dance routines and stuff like that and I was just really enamored with how glamorous like her younger life had seemed and stuff um and she loved music and she would you know teach us these songs and dance routines and I grew up watching really old black and white musicals with her and you know she'd feed us ice cream and treats and like we're gonna watch Fred Astaire and all this stuff so she was definitely like a personal inspiration um and I I really truly credit her to a lot of my early just like musical interest um it definitely came from spending so much time with her and she really encouraged us to pursue music Mm -hmm. um you know to practice the piano every day and and to sing and um, she was very indulgent as all good grandmothers should be and um, she learned a boys to men song with us one time (laughs) in junior high and you know she was just she was a good time so um, shout out Nana yes shout out to (laughs) Nana that wasn't really (laughs) my grandmother like just a funny funny sounds amazing yeah she was she was Um, you've kind of you've been touching on it throughout this entire conversation but what would you say your ultimate goal Let's, let's just say with the hub or your personal goal within the hub, what is the ultimate goal for you? So the goal really like um, I just kind of wrote down like my five year plan, if you will, is to have a bigger space that has more recording studios, more tenants, more collaboration. We'd love to have a space that um, has a bigger area for those workshops and learning type yeah. things. Sounds like you guys are going to soon. I hope place. so. It's so funny because we've only been in here since August. We were painting down the hallway today and it feels like we're already outgrowing. Yeah. But in some ways, we're barely settling in. Yeah. Like we just rented out our last room. We're just barely full for like the first time. So, um you know, I kind of want to, I want to outgrow the space, but in a way I like, I have almost like this bittersweetness, like to that thought, like, yeah. and we're not there yet, obviously, but, um, it's like, I don't know that I would ever want to leave it. Cause it just this has, like your home. Like yeah, home. it is. Yeah. It just, you know, I'm like so excited to come in here and, um, you know, see everybody and see what's happening and stuff. But I think, you know, that that's like one part of it. But really the bigger goal, like I said, is to just be like that one-stop shop for people. Um, you know, not just young kids, although I do think we have like a really good advantage with that age group. But even the guy that's like, hey, I'm 50 and I never recorded an album, but I always wish I had. Like, we still want to be that one-stop shop for that musician that just 
finally wants to lay something down and put something out there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that would be like a goal for the space. My personal goal would be to just have essentially a wait list of clients, like a big enough demand that people are like knocking down my door saying, okay, so-and-so saw that you're really cool to work with and you really help them. Like, I want to work with you and to say, I want to work with you too. But right now, like I'm two months out, you know, that's, that's really my goal to be able to scale what I'm doing to hopefully have like a partner come in an assistant of sorts that, you know, they could work with an associate type of a thing. You know, I would love to have a team of 10 women that were all doing photography and social media coaching. Like that would be, that would be like the dream dream for. Well, I truly, I'm being sincere, totally honest right now. I think that's something that you guys will ultimately achieve. Thank because you. As word of mouth continues to grow, community grows. Yeah. I mean, everybody I've talked to has been like, this is what Idaho Falls, this whole area needs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think we really, we all have seen this need for a long time. Uh, like I said, back in high school, I couldn't find anywhere to play music, you know? So um, we know that need is there and we're just thrilled to be yeah. filling it at least a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least a little bit. And you're right. As word of mouth grows and stuff, I mean, it would be amazing for the hub to one day have its own set of employees, you yeah. know, people that are just continuing like that vision and stuff like yeah. that. So I've ended every episode with this question. Frankly, I'm most excited for your answer because <laughs> I feel like you'll have, you have as good a perspective as anybody. Okay. Whoever is listening to this right now wants to be a creative in some sort photography music, producing, whatever, but they're scared to do it. They haven't done it for whatever reason. What would you tell that person right now? To do the thing that scares you. To Damn just, straight. To just, <laughs> I mean, it's like easy to say, and I hope that whoever is listening is like almost rolling their eyes a little bit. Like, yeah, lady, you already said that. But like, really, like, just fucking do it. And yeah. I know like, and, and the reality is it's not that easy. It's not, it's not just like this thing that you're like, oh, I heard this episode on Friday afternoon and I walked in Monday and quit my job. Like, it would be great if that works that way. If it does work that way for you, like, I'm bowing down to you. That's amazing (laughs) that you, like, really, like, took it that seriously. But, like, just doing the thing that scares you can, I I think, can be, like, progressive in a way. Like, you can start small. Mm -hmm. Maybe the thing that scares you ultimately is putting your music out there. But maybe what that looks like today is just practicing. Maybe what that looks like today is playing that song for a friend that you trust. Maybe that thing is recording an Instagram live, knowing it's going to disappear in 24 hours and it doesn't really matter, right? Like whatever that thing is, like sit with it, like kind of like let it simmer a little bit. Like what does scare me? And maybe like, why does it scare me? Yeah. And maybe like have enough bravery to take at least two steps back and recognize that everyone else you admire was in that same spot. Everyone you admire was terrified at some point doing a podcast or an interview going, oh my gosh, why are they asking me to do this? I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like we're all terrified all the time. Like yeah. that, I really believe that. Like everything we do is scary, but there's just, there's that magic, right? Yeah. If we can just push through it. Um, I had a therapist one time say that you cannot escape emotion. You can try 
And a lot of us think we have succeeded in that, but you cannot escape emotion. You can't go around it. You can't go under it. You have to be in it. And I think that would be like my biggest thing, like just sit with those feelings and let them kind of like almost like overtake you and then get the fuck up and just go, okay, I sat with it and now like I'm going to take some action. No matter how small it is, like you will be thanking yourself later for just taking that one little scary step at a time. And really that's all we're doing, right? Every person in here I think could attest to that. Like like this morning I had to make a phone call to the accountant. Like that's scary. Like am I going to owe a ton of taxes? I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Like um, I had to meet with a client. Like that's scary. Like I'm putting my first song out. That's scary. Like all of it is is scary Mm -hmm. but it's just it's worth it it's just it's just worth it to just sit with it and just push through and i'll just end on this note i know i'm kind of rambling no no no. this has been amazing (laughs) i kind of imagine it like a lake and this is even what i've like told some of my clients it's like we're on one side of the lake and we know we want to get to the other side and we even know what we need to do and we have all the skills we can swim it's not a huge lake it's just Enough that you really can't walk around it without it taking 10 times as long. You know you have to go through it and you've got to swim across the lake. Like it's okay if you're swimming across the lake and you need to flip on your back and like take a break. Mm -hmm. Like you're still in the lake. You're still, you're still making progress. Um, And that is like so just like ultimately cheesy, but you can't get to the other side if you never like get off the shore. You know, um, if you use the lake as kind of more a synonym for like fear, you still have to step into it at some point. You have to, you you know, you have to be in the fear to be able to like make your way to the other side. Um, And I think sometimes we do float in the middle of the lake and we're just not sure which direction we're going. And when I say lake, I don't mean this thing is like never ending. Like it's straight up a circle of water and you just need to get to the other side. Maybe you come back to the side you were on and figure out a better game plan. But like, just don't, don't stand there, you know, just do something. Just take some form of action to get yourself where you want to be and find people that can help you surround yourself with like-minded people, um, people that support you, that love you, that are not telling you it's crazy to quit your job. Like ditch those people, like find the people that did the scary thing too and do the scary thing together. Maybe you build a canoe and you have a buddy. I don't know. <laughs> um, but just just do the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect way to end this. Awesome. Couldn't have put it any better. <laughs> Told you I was excited. Thank you. Thank you again for doing this. Absolutely. Uh, hope we get to talk more. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much. Yeah.